then he said, don't wish it was easier, wish you were better. Don't wish for less problems, wish for more skills. I can't catch a break, guys? Yeah. Get them the fuck away from me. I can't, I can't be around those guys. People think, oh well, cleaning your room, that's just a cliche. It's like, yeah, really, eh? Just go ahead and try it. If people had any idea how powerful sleep is for healing from anything, and the fact that it's free. My mind is absolutely bulletproof, solid as a rock. Podcast. Alright guys, welcome to another episode of the Fighting Fit Podcast or the Fighting Fit Show. Today it's myself, Steve Mulligan, Chris Mulligan and Niall Valentine. And the topic of today's podcast is going to be how to live a healthy lifestyle. So we're going to try and keep this one in... Try to keep this one as broad as possible and really focus on some of the key habits that we need to, to adopt into our daily routine that is going to help us live a genuine healthy lifestyle uh, over the long term. Everybody um, kind of can do things maybe over a short period of time. It's really about what we do every day that's going to make the, make the big difference. It's alright maybe doing it in for a week or two or these kind of mini short bursts. But the things that you do daily will, um, or what's really going to affect kind of the outcome of your of your life. Um, so what what I kind of want to start with is a quote. The quote is, "You'll never change your life until you change something you do daily." The secret of your success is found in your daily routine. Um, that's kind of the, the core. So what are the things that we need to be doing daily that are going to help us live a genuine, healthy lifestyle? One of the biggest frustrations I have as a trainer, I get a, I get asked a lot, um, "Is this healthy?" Okay, and what people really mean when they're asking the question, is this healthy? They're really asking me, is this going to help me lose weight? So what we really need to do is we need to really kind of separate these two arguments. Kind of what's necessarily the best thing for weight loss isn't necessarily the best thing um, for living a healthy lifestyle. They don't necessarily have to be mutually exclusive, um, but they don't necessarily always go together. Okay, so just really just because again, people say like I have had a bad week because they didn't their weight didn't move on the scales. And it's really important that we kind of get out of that mindset whereas healthy doesn't necessarily equal weight loss or, or vice versa. He's got, he's got yeah, what comes yeah, from that. Yeah, um, So can I just come back to, to that quote? You'll never change your life until you change something you do daily. The secret of your success is found in your daily routine. Do we have any input mm-hmm. on, that, on that quote? How, how important and how kind of core is that for people who are really interested in genuine change? You are what you do every day. Do you know, if you sleep in every day, you're someone who sleeps in every, in every day. If you eat healthy every day, you're someone who eats healthy every day. And then if you don't eat healthy, it's like a thing that deviates from that. But the core thing is like, what is your habit? And if you are lazy every day, it's like you're a lazy person. Yeah. That's good. And, that, and that's one of the beauty about the final program, what I really like is, because um, we've, we've, we've essentially built it around kind of these kind of core habits and building building uh, these kind of routines into, into, into your life. But what the Fine Fit program does beautifully in my opinion is it holds up a mirror to or, or to yourself weight loss uh, kind of just kind of even like you know, health and fitness all this stuff can be can be a, quite a confusing journey or it's quite a an emotional journey so what i like to do is i like to try and eliminate because i know I, I it's for me as well for everybody it is it's emotional journey you know when you go up and, you, and your your results on what you think they're going to be in the scales or Whatever, can we're, we're all dealing with, with so many so many things in, in, in our own mind. Um, it's really important that we can remove that emotional aspect from the journey and just think about the, the the journey rationally and logically. So what can we do with that? That's why we do things like you know, it's it's a beautiful time for health and fitness. I believe because of technology, it's like people will tell you all the time, it's like, oh yeah, no, no, I'm I'm on my feet all day, I'm, I'm flat out, and it's like, all right, how many steps did you get? 
Mm. You can you can put a number on it. You can say, right, boom. How many? It's like, did you get ten thousand steps today? Oh, I only got eight thousand. It's like, well, then realistically, you weren't on your feet all day. If you only got yeah, eight thousand yeah. steps in, say, a sixteen-hour period, taking taking consideration, maybe sleeping for eight hours or whatever, you actually have. So it's like, boom, we can we can hold again. We hold the mirror up. Are you living an active active lifestyle? Well, then show me your steps. How many steps did you get? Same with the kind of the, the energy balance. You know, if if weight loss is a, is a target, it's like you can use an app called My Fitness Pal. We'll know what. Modest accuracy, you know, kind of how many calories are you eating every day? You know, if you're if you're if you're taking the time, effort, and energy to, to to be strict with your portion controls, maybe measuring the food, that kind of stuff. It's like, all right, how many? Oh, I eat healthy. Another one. I I eat healthy all week. I'm not losing weight. It's like, remember, eating healthy and weight loss. You know, it's not the same thing. Eating healthy does not guarantee you weight loss. Okay, or just because you eat healthy, because again, even everybody has has a different it, different definitions of what healthy is. Actually, I think it should be important that. Uh, it might be difficult to do right now, even though we work in the health fitness industry, to define the word healthy. Mm. What, what does healthy mean? <sighs> what is the definition of healthy? What is the definition of healthy according to the to the World Health Organization? I wonder. Uh, my definition of healthy would be um, lo- looking the way you want to look and feeling the way you want to feel. Yeah, I will. If my sort of definition is like if it brings you closer to your goals um, without making like drastic, drastic, having drastic negative effects on your normal life. So it's like. That's healthy. You know, if, it, if it promotes longevity. Yeah, I'm gonna actually just look up the, the official definition. I have any opinions on that? My definition of healthy would just be the scientific definition. If you're out of the, if you're in the clear for being a risk of disease, then you're healthy, really. So healthy, according to uh, Google, is uh, in a good physical or mental condition, in good health. Yeah, it's very, 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 very broad. Okay, you know, the only reason I was asking is because the the definitions are always really vague. Here we go. I found the one from the World Health Organization. So, what does being healthy mean to you? The World Health Organization defines health as complete physical, mental, and social well-being, and not merely the absence of, of disease or infirmity. Um, but research suggests, that despite this, Americans may still define health in a narrow, much narrower way. Um, and that, that's what I was just kind of touched on, like. Kind of, it is a frustration of mine that people do associate health with weight loss. It's like yeah. they feel like they're being they're being healthy when they're losing weight, and it's like that's not necessarily the case. Because some people some people can lose weight in a really bad way and send themselves out mm. of very negative exactly. mental sort of, sort of side, side of things. But what I really like about this definition is the fact that it says complete physical, mental, and social well being. I much I, more holistic. I think health starts with your mind before anything. Yeah, okay. if your mind's not healthy, you're not giving the correct state to get your body healthy. But then what's a healthy mind? You. T- Happy. If you are genuinely happy, then your ha- your mind. We can is we can go down a whole other day. Yeah, because yeah, then because happy happiness isn't a health. Like if if something really tragic happens in your life and you're not happy about it, I wouldn't consider that healthy. Well, then you're sort of psychopath. Yeah, exactly, exactly. <laughs> but it, it, stuff like that is is important. And um, but I think I think um, healthy should uh, be synonymous with uh, vitality. Something to do with that. Like being being strong, being athletic. Like I think that's actually. You know, part of being healthy, as well as like you know, eating good foods, make sure you feel like well-being is an important sort of phrase in that there. And if you feel like you're you're healthy, that is an, an important thing. Now, again, you can have good days and bad days and all that sort of crack. But um, I think it is important to understand that the definition of healthy can be up in the air for a lot of people. And uh, just because it's green or all natural, mm. again, it's like marketing does tend to have a big role in. Um, claiming what healthy actually means it's, it's very similar with the same thing everybody has a has a their own version of or definition of success yeah you know, so i think it's a, it's the same same with healthy and just as you touch on that word vitality and that's really kind of what what fighting fit is is in my mind supposed to be all about it's like this thing is like oh you're fighting fit like what does that mean it means like you know you, you fight. You're, you're, but that's what i'm saying you're, you're fit you're fit to to tackle 
uh, the challenges that life throws at you. You know, you're fit mentally, physically, socially, everything. You're ready, you're ready to rock and roll and deal with deal with the things that life life will throw at you because you know there's there's always going to be always going to be challenges. Um, I think that's important. That's what fighting fit. I always kind of picture, oh, you know, can you see an old person say, "Oh, he's fighting fit." You know what I mean? There's like, oh, just like just, just, just capable, capable and able of 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 overcoming the challenges and obstacles that that may be put in his path. I love seeing an old man come go into the shop, just having crack at every get the yeah, paper, yeah, 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 not letting life get him down. But I do. I I think a broad way of health is if you look in the mirror and. You, when I think when you look into the mirror you can you not only see your own body but I think if you look into your own eyes you can see into your mind and if you look in the mirror and be like yeah that's good then you're then you're healthy yeah. I think that's just my opinion yeah, that's good yeah. to look at it we can debate about it again like I, I, I have so many arguments coming up like against that there's loads for it but it, um, like Joe you could have low standards for that there like there are loads of people who do look that's in the true. mirror who are incredibly overweight who are incredibly unhealthy but they look themselves like oh it's, I love myself yeah, yeah, but I that's mean, a fake. That's I feel. I feel like that's fake. That's again, true. Not it, true. Some people are delusional, like, and like, that's not healthy as well. Like, I know when I've been overweight or underweight in the past. I look in the mirror and I say I'm happy, but I know deep, deep down, I'm not happy. Yeah, and that that may be true, but there's also like really like people will like fight you tooth and nail for it. Maybe they're it's oh, yeah, maybe yeah. they get so aggressive because they know themselves defensive. Mm-hmm. A lot of times, it, it's because they're just usually someone gets defensive when they know they. But the key, the right. key, the key is that you set the standard for yourself. The way I think at the end of the day, it's like you need to if you can look in the mirror and you listen. You know you can't you can't fool yourself. You know when you look in the mirror if you're genuinely happy with what you see. If you're the kind of person that wants to be put on a front and kind of fake smile about it, well, it's like that's, fair, that's fair enough. But, like, but some people might. That's one of the sad things though about society is that like if you if you're not happy and you're not cool all the time, well then it's like there's something wrong with you. Everybody's like, got a front. Yeah, everyone everyone has a front, and and that's part of the reason I think it's like oh no, if if you are overweight, like you got like you can't admit that to someone. You can admit it's like oh yeah, no, I'm I'm overweight and I'm actually not happy with my body. It's like you can't say like outside of our consultation room, have you ever heard anyone say that? Do you get me? Really? Yeah, it's a, it's a very very rare. If, thing I, if I have, it's it. been in a joking in a joking kind yeah. of sense. Like, oh, oh, oh I'm like almost in a, so a self deprecating kind of yeah, way. Yeah, yeah, because yeah, it's not. If you make fun of yourself first, nobody else will. Yeah, yeah, mm. yeah. yeah. But so, so again, so if you do want to live a healthy lifestyle, just yeah. to get back on track. Um, what are the things that we need to be looking at doing daily? Okay, so kind of again, hold yourself, hold yourself up to the fire, stand in front of the mirror, and really ask yourself: Am I doing the things? Actions drive results. Mm-hmm. Actions drive results. Actions and behaviors. That's literally all that drives results. Thinking about it, fantasizing about it, planning. None of this stuff is going to get you where you want to go. It can be useful, um, but it's not what actually drives results. What drives results is the actions and behaviors. So, what are the actions and behaviors? The things that we need to put um, into our daily routine because the things that we do daily are really going to going to dictate our long term success. It's already doing it for a, for a, for a week or a month. It's what are you doing day in day out every year? Okay? Yeah, be proactive. First Being start. proactive, exactly. So one of the first ones, again, in no particular order, the first one I'm just going to discuss is this concept of living an active lifestyle. So now we can now, using technology, we can now put a number on it and to say 10,000 steps a day is kind of where uh, your average human being should be in and around um, as a every minimum. single day. As a minimum, yeah. The biggest confusion people yeah. have is that 10,000 steps is, is the goal. 10,000 steps is not the goal. 10,000 steps is the minimum target. And below 10,000 steps... You're kind of you're you're running into trouble again. Yeah. Some sort of studies have said again. Not sure kind of how how scientifically valid they are. Um, but you know, uh, ten thousand uh, 
hitting less than 10,000 steps every day consistently is as bad for your health as smoking because you're just not exercising your, 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 your cardiovascular system and your body really does work off a uh, principle of use it or lose it. I can't emphasize with people that do have office jobs like because it is like if you're, slog. if you're sitting for eight, seven hours a day, even if you go for a walk and your lunch, you're still sitting for seven hours a day. No, what's, what's, worse is, what's worse is an office job, let's say we live in a dock, but an office job in Dublin where you have to get a bus, commute to Dublin, then go do your work, sit and work for eight hours, wherever it is, and then go maybe walk to the bus and you get get the bus from there back and but you're spent all day and then you're sitting there but you wreck the tent that's I, I can't empathize with it but that's one another situation where you need to be proactive about it yeah but i think we're gonna just done, done the mathematics on it there on my calculator um, and so if so if, for example if we're taking consideration that people are going to be in bed for say eight hours every day and there's 16 hours left ten thousand steps a day is how many now did you see it how many steps per hour i oh, saw it sorry <laughs> seen it Oh, it's 620 something. 625. Mm. So again, even though we are sitting in an office all day, even though it's like 625 steps. Well, is that in, in your waking hours? Is that's in your wake. So that's in the 16 okay, hours, yeah. 16 yeah, hours yeah. of waking hour. That's considering eight hours. So it's like 600. It's like, it's not that hard. It's again, but if you leave it all till, if you leave it all till after work, you well, get what I'm saying? If there's something to be said. Did you, I think we tested this before about how many steps you can get in 15 minutes. I think it's somewhere around 2000. I think it's somewhere around, oh, you can get around 2,000 can, steps in about 15 minutes difficult. if you're not trying. I feel like I don't currently wear a tracker, but I'd say when I come in here to work and when I leave, before I've done any exercise, and I've hit 10,000 steps. Yes, yeah, so you guys are lucky enough. But we even have a job, job like we're standing on exactly. our feet all day, you know, work in the room when Unless you're in sessions. Unless we're in the office. Yeah, but, this is, but it's just like, don't let it overwhelm you again. 625 steps an hour is not a huge amount. And again, but I think most Fitbits have like a 250 steps an hour kind of yeah. built in that we, we kind of remind you can get. Try and hit that and then get your walk. And what I would say to people is don't kind of, don't curse the gods. Don't, it's like this is, this is on some level, this is the path you chose. So it's like you can either carry your cross and deal with it or you can just say, you know, throw your hands and say, well, oh, my metabolism, oh, my job. Oh, you don't have kids. You blah, blah. It's like, again, it's your life, your decisions. You've got to make it work. To live an active lifestyle, you've got to attend steps a day. You've got to make it happen. It's completely possible. So many people that are much more busy, busy than, uh, busier than you can do it and do it consistently. So it is possible. Look for inspiration and uh, reasons that, uh, that, that make it possible rather than kind of looking at uh, for all the reasons that it won't work. You know but I mean? on, on top of that as well, I think uh, like the frame around it is like the people have the wrong sort of frame around it. It's like, oh, I have to get 10,000 steps. It's like going for a walk is not a unpleasant thing to do. It's actually like really it's actually extremely nice. peaceful. Like whenever you go for a walk, it's like, like a breath of fresh air. Yeah. It's re- even if it's freezing cold, you put your headphones on, you jack up, you just go for a walk and clear your head. Yeah, it's like I love it. It's, it's one of the nice things. It's freezing cold, and you're proper wrapped up, and you're just out there. It's yeah, great. it's something, something I'm trying to get into more and more, especially with, with hiking and stuff like that. But even just more, um, just practicing like solitude, like being trying to be more comfortable on my own. Mm. Um, you know, and I can walk and walking is is great for that. And again, ideally mm. walking in nature, but if it's not possible, just come for we walk. Walk in the night, bike, whatever. I was getting into a good habit of. There, there is some some studies that say nature is supposed to be really good for for mental health and like for a feeling for a sense of well-being like being surrounded by nature so if you have a park or something near you go for a walk and like just look no well one of the things for being mindful and all that again we won't go into it too much but it's like just start noticing different things notice stuff at different resolutions like don't just look straight ahead you know like look around at the trees see what you can notice you can see yeah. any birds you can see any different like kinds of trees, the trees. You, like my I, my scooter's broken at the moment so um, i'm walking to work every single morning 
and like uh, when I first sort of I was like oh, freak's sake I've got my scooter's broken all that jazz now since I'm what like I actually like enjoy the walk I, I actually I, I got a switch as well and when I first started walking I was like enjoy using the switch you know, like, uh, and then eventually I found myself being like I don't even use it I yeah. just go just walk and just like enjoy the walk and there's yeah. something really really I'm calming about it in one of my YouTube videos before this uh, there was a study that if you spend at least 30 minutes Sorry, <laughs> if you start, if you spend thirty minutes a day outside with nature, it increases your energy levels by up to ninety percent. Wow. that's a big, big, big difference. And I, I can, I can only say anecdotally that I, I, I agree. Like you know, being spending time in nature, I find is really, really powerful for your mental health. That's why mm-hmm. I can uh, periodically throughout the year might kind of take the guys on a couple of hikes. Isn't a famous and, thing. And not only that, but there's something beautiful about it, especially about hiking as well. Like I think just something about conquering, conquering the mountain, getting to the top. Yeah. You know what I mean? And then just taking in the views and it's, it's, it's just really, really nice. Let's say, taking in the views. If you want to go in, we won't go into it too much, but there's like a whole thing about the archetypal story and all that jazz. Like people live these archetypal stories and one of them is climb the mountain. Yeah. It's like, and it's like, if you literally do that, like you get an overall, you get a sense of achievement. Do you yeah. know what I mean? Like any sort of struggle that you do, it's like analogous to climbing a mountain. And that kind of ties back into kind of what Niall was saying about kind of happiness and kind of, we're not supposed to be happy all the time. It's like, what is, what is it to live a life that is meaningful, not, Choose, choose meaning meaningfulness over happiness is kind of what because again you're not always going to be happy but do something that's meaningful because then it makes the the sacrifice or the the the, the toil and the trouble it makes it worthwhile if, if something meaningful then comes out of it something that can say like for example giving birth you know mm. a, a really kind of Traumatic. tough hard experience no, not maybe not always I'm not too too educated on, on, on childbirth but just, sorry you reason I said that Brandon, Brandon and his girlfriend just had a baby and the words that when he was talking to me privately which I probably shouldn't say but the, the word that I heard multiple times was traumatic yeah. maybe oh, yeah. not maybe he not for Chloe but, but for him like he again as a like Brandon loves Chloe to bits and he's like and she's like a little princess to him and if he sees her suffering like he's like has like a meltdown yeah, so he was like, it, this was like so so difficult for him to do and um, but little Mason coming out of it he's like I don't know if I'd, if, we, if I'd encourage her to do it again but like Chloe's like oh, it was definitely worth it yeah definitely exactly worth it. so it's it's meaningful not just again the entire experience wasn't just full of happiness and bliss but it was meaningful when you overcome the, the obstacles yeah. and the, 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 the like he, he said it was traumatic but then after it was done he said he's never loved her more yeah, yeah. so it's like something yeah, he's, he's, he was really, he was like, he was just so proud of her, so impressed with like how tough she was. He was like, Chris, you've no idea. Like, we will have never have any idea. I know. Thank, thank God. Thank you. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I don't want that meaningful experience. <laughs> so, okay, so, that, so first one, so first habit that we again really want to get people focusing on, again, these aren't really for any particular order, but 10,000 steps a day. Beautiful. Use technology, utilize technology, let technology be your friend, not your enemy. Hold that mirror up against yourself. Are you genuinely on your feet all day? Are you genuinely living an active lifestyle? You can put a number on it, you can track it. Get a Fitbit, some sort of activity tracker, 10,000 steps a day, the minimum, not the target. Try and get more than that. Be as active as, as you can every single day. And again, walking is low and just movement in general. It's, it's kind of, it's not going to stress the body and it's really, really useful. We've had a kind of a conversation at the gym, kind of people wanting to do like maybe like double sessions. And it really is this, this concept of the law of diminishing returns. And it's like, it's only really effective if you give your body enough time to recover. Doing more is not always better. You know, it's about, it's about what, what is effective, what is efficient, Actually, what is productive versus just, doing it for the sake of doing it just doing it for the sake of feeling like you're doing something can we you know? can we address something actually with the double the double session yeah, like, a lot of people okay again they it's like it's a tough thing to do you know sit through the, the double session like, all that crack <laughs> but, <laughs> but this isn't a one for all but all right like see 
uh, not not me bragging around like that there, but like I like to train with intensity, and we all like to train with intensity. The whole point of high intensity interval training is the intensity. The intensity. Just sometimes I don't. Sometimes I'm not feeling yeah. up to it. Like January, sometimes mm-hmm. you're like, no, I just don't want to bring it. Sometimes I'm like, let's fucking let's yeah, do this. Yeah. But sorry, uh, I curse sometimes, guys. I'm not perfect. Uh, but see if you like. After I I do the sessions down here, okay, it's like I'm done. Mm. I'm do- like I'm done. I'm it's like it could you couldn't pay me to do another class. Yeah. You really couldn't. I'm done. And it's like the the way people like I see them and I, and I know they don't have the same intensity yeah. through it. And I'm like because I'm leading the class and then they're like oh I'm doing another. One. I'm like oh so you're pacing yourself the whole way. So you're doing moderate intensity training Either. for an hour instead of high intensity interval training for thirty minutes. Either consciously or unconsciously, yeah. you're leaving something in the tank for that next session. Either yeah. you're in your choice of weights, your choice to do that extra rep or not. Not um, not not to name any names, but literally just there before um, a lady in the class. Um, was telling me like oh I don't want to spend it all on the bags because then I won't, I'll be wrecked for the rest of the session and I was like oh thank you for telling me that yeah, yeah, yeah. I had a different session today but I completely agree though like it, I again intensity level there is classes when you're kind of you're only at 80% or whatever and you know that you consciously know that and you just you just so, didn't have it in you today but yes. like a session where you average the yellow and then finish like you're in the red for time I literally sitting upstairs like fucking in shock shit my arms are shaking for half an hour i'm done you oh god and even if i said i was gonna do two sessions that day well after that one session i'm like no yeah so that's and I, but that's the whole that's how you should feel after i mean it, yeah. it's this like the shock the body to be like oh you, you're training like an animal to me to that vitality not and if i think uh, it comes down to the mindset in some sort to some sort of degree it's like there it's you're surviving the workout and you're not performing or thriving do you mm-hmm. know what I mean like like there's a whole thing oh I just want to get through the yeah I just want to get yeah. through it just, and again it's like fair enough if you, you know if you you didn't sleep well and all that sort of crack and, you, and you're not feeling because some days you're, you're not feeling up to it it's fair enough but if that's the standard you set all the time it's like we need to change your body standards mm. if you're doing high intensity level training there's nothing wrong with moderate intensity for an hour and a half nothing wrong with that or even an hour just do don't lie about what you're doing yeah, or don't lie to yourself. Because, again, if you're doing that, if you tell people, oh, I did a hit session, all that chance, blah, 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 oh, I did a double today. It's like, to anyone who knows anything about high intensity run trainers, like, you do a double session, it's like, you're, you're bluffing yourself. Like, you're bluffing because it's moderate intensity. Because you can't, you can't do high intensity. Yeah, I was very, very conscious of when, when I kind of started doing this and designed the program, like, you know, do, like going through the research. And it really is like, you know, you, you cannot do high intensity training for more than 20 for more than 20 minutes or so because it just stresses the body out too much. And if you combine that with lack of sleep, poor nutrition, stressful work, stressful relationships, all this kind of, you're just compounding stress on top of stress and it's just not productive. But people feel like, people feel like, um, it's, it's the, the, they're, they're doing something which is, which is good, but it's like, Genuinely, you're better off going for a walk, listen to your favorite music, listen to an audiobook, and you know, this whole concept of working in, not working, maybe doing a bit of yoga, stretching. It's like doing the things that's going to actually help you get the results you want versus just doing something just to feel like you're doing something. You know yeah, what I mean? Yeah. Like, just uh, on a on another YouTube video, just to bring it up again, we did. Yeah, I did. A, I did a calculation. Your steps. Your st- the calories you burn getting your ten thousand steps versus the calories you burn doing your workout. The steps is like three or four times more. Yeah. Just get the walk in. Even your, two workouts is still half as much calories as your steps. Your your steps are is like should equate to like you know seventy eight seventy to eighty percent of your overall exactly. calorie burn for the day. But uh, oh well, apart from BMR. I think it was day. like basically let's just say you burn two thousand seven hundred calories a day. Your workout's four hundred. Your BMR is seventeen hundred. Your calories are like or your steps are nearly double your workout. Yeah. yeah. 
So it's so it really just so it just really is about just prioritizing your time, it, and it's also the easiest. Like, like, let's get that. Like steps is the if you want you want the easiest way to lose weight. It's like start walking. I I remember I used to turn my nose when Joe before we got into this and I was all Joe doctor recommended I start walking and like then we used to box and I was sort of like what's that going to do for you? Yeah. Do you know, but like the research is in, walking it's like, for old people. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But it's but it's 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 what it does for your mind. I think is is the, is the most overlooked thing. Like and realistically, if you have time to drive here, do the session, drive home, have a shower, that's an hour that you could have spent going for a fucking eight k walk. And that's your ten And it's like, from my genuine professional opinion, you will genuinely be better off going for a thirty minute walk rather than doing another um, another hit session. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Cool. So that's the first point. All right. So first one is just being active again. Use the, use the Fitbit. Get the ten thousand steps. Oh, the second one, knee, no knee up. More more stuff as well. There's more than one way to get your knee up as well. So um, it doesn't have to be a walk. It doesn't have to be a walk. Uh, our society is not plagued, but we've uh, we're fortunate enough to have loads of energy saving or effort saving devices, you know, like dishwasher and all that sort of crack. Like we used to have to wash clothes by hand and like go out to the outhouse and then back and all that sort of crack. Um, we our energy expenditure throughout the day has dropped dramatically because you know it's effort and like it's we we're in a society of convenience. We want efficiency. Yeah, if it, easy, it's easy way. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And uh, if you joke, cleaning the house is a, is a good way to spend playing with the kids. Is not like for moms playing with the kids. Like you know, it's like sometimes when if you see that, you're like, oh. so, yeah, maybe some aren't, some are or but some are like, oh, can't play. I'm tired. You know, I went to work and I was playing with the kids. Is like you know, it's actually fun for both of you if you do it right. And you know, you can. You can bond with your kids, exactly. You're and you're building relationships. You're 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 being more active. Exactly, and you're more. teaching the kids to be more active as well. Yeah. Which is like, I find it, I, and, I, and that's kind of why I'm, that's why I'm so kind of so um, passionate, or I don't know. And that it's like it's because you can really just spend your very limited time so much better yeah. than just spending an extra hour in the gym. It's really not useful. It's like you. Go home and have have dinner with the family. You prep, meal prep. You know what I mean. Play with the kids. You know, spend time with your partner. There's so many more things you could be doing that that, you're, that will much better serve you in the long term than just working out for the sake of working out because it makes you feel productive. And also playing with the kids, you should be fucking wrecked after that. Kids are full of energy. <laughs> yeah, 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 you need. They almost have infinite energy. Even Here's when you're done, they're still bouncing. Yeah. I know. Yeah, pick me up again. Pick me up again. Like nah. I've had enough. <laughs> you pick me up again. <laughs> Right, How do you sorry. like it? I'm so dancing your feet. <laughs> Breaking their toes. But that, that, that should actually, I think that should be a YouTube challenge. Try and wreck your kids. Just try and just wreck them. Just to play. It, takes, yeah. it would take hours, I'd say. I don't know. I feel like I... Oh, it I, depends on the kid. Oh, yeah, yeah. different. Yeah, I suppose. All right, so next one, guys. The first up is the be active. Need up 24-7, then 10,000 steps, all right? Um, second one we're going to talk about is eating a balanced portion control diet all right so now we kind of really just got to touch on what does balanced mean so balance for me means just making sure you're getting uh, the appropriate kind of split of macronutrients protein carbs uh, and fats um, as well as that kind of getting all the vitamins and minerals that your body needs um, because again we're eating for health and eating for weight loss aren't necessarily the same thing um, what do you think about that uh, all right so uh, there's a few things that are up in the air uh, for some people that i want to address as well um, macros what's the right split so a lot of people are like, oh, make it even, uh, 30, like 35%, 35%, 30%, um, or to go like low, moderate protein, super low carb, super high fat, or they go, um, usually this thing that's across the board is moderate protein, and then they adjust the fat carbs, but sometimes people, have vegans and vegetarians have low protein, high carbs, and moderate fat. Um, the main thing overall, if fat loss is the goal, it should be calorie deficit, but if we're looking for like a balanced 
sort of um, diet. It's like the the in from doing the nutrition course and all that jazz, and from living in the industry and all that sort of crack. Um, there is no perfect diet. There is no sort of balanced diet. The main thing is that you eat a wide variety of whole foods with lots of colors. So micronutrients are the different things that color the foods, like you know, your oranges, your red strawberries, you know, your white stuff, your green stuff, and all, all those different colors are all different micronutrients. And if you want to eat like balance, balance your micros, eat loads of different colors. Yeah. Um, but then the macros, again, it it doesn't matter too much. Um, depending on it depends on preference. It depends on performance, and uh, then basically like what you what you like. Mm. So if it, that, that, what you like or what is the word um, preference, it trumps everything. Consistency is king. So if you it's easy, like I said, this whole point of this kind of folks of this part of living a healthy lifestyle is like just because you can you know um, do a vegan diet for a week doesn't necessarily mean it's healthier. You, you know, it's like what what is going to be healthy is if listen if you can only manage three portions of vegetables a day, but you can do it every day forever, and you've got three three that you like and they're they're balanced, whatever. That's much better than you know eating ten veggies every day for a week and then sticking yourself with veggies and not having them for a month. You know, yeah, what I mean? yeah, really consistency is going to be king when it comes to um, a, ba- a balanced diet. There's so again because we work in the fitness industry and all that jazz, you know, all the stuff we lock up and all that jazz. So my ads. Uh, on like let's say Instagram and Facebook and all, all to do all that sort of crack and one of the things that uh, you see all the time is basically like I'm so much happier with a client who do, who loses one pound a week for 20 weeks than for someone who loses 10 kilos in 6 weeks and then puts it all back on Yeah, and it's like if you lose it consistently it's way better consistency is is king but also you, you have to understand like you have to, you have to do, if you want to stick to a diet it's like you have to enjoy it if yeah. you are not enjoying it it's like it's you, not. you will not stay unless like you can there's a, it's a rare individual that can do something they don't like for a long time uh, over and over and over again and still be enthused about it a rare, very very but there is people like that absolutely yeah. but it, it, they're a rare individual if you want to uh, let's say make a change it's like the big one of the biggest pieces of advice we give for children in consultation with their food and taking all that jazz is like pick stuff that you like so here's the thing here's all the stuff here don't bother picking anything that you think is too complicated for stuff. What's that? No idea. Go again. iPhone storage fault. All right. We've had a bit of an issue with the video. Um, oh, yeah. We'll keep relating. Audio still. Go audio on. still. Going, so we'll, we'll, we'll keep relating. We might just put up, a, I don't know, put up a blank screen or something on the, on the YouTube rather than going to have them do it all again. Well, anyway, what I was saying was uh, basically you have to pick new foods that you like. So um, let's say if you were to rate things on a scale of 1 to 10 on health uh, and you were to eat something that was, let's say, a 7 out of 10. Normally, you're, you'd be eating a 4 out of 10 and let's say you switch to a 7 out of 10 and you're like pretty happy with it. You're like, oh, this isn't too bad at all. I can do this for months, no problem. But it's like that's way better than the healthiest thing that you despise, that you hate, that you'll do for a week until something stressful happens and then you snap again and you go into that sort of like stress response sort of thing where you rely on all your instincts and all sort of crap, you will snap off the diet. Do you get me? And go back to eating the comfort foods that you normally like. But if the new, exactly, but if the new diet is foods that you like and you look for, you're like, oh, I actually like this better than the other thing and it's good for me. Like, I think the bigger, I think they really do feel like the, under, the underlying issue is people's skill level in the kitchen has been on sharp decline over the last couple of decades. Takeaways: people are like if you look at literally the amount of 
restaurants and takeaways and food. It's like literally all these businesses could not survive locally unless people were eating out way more than they should. Mm. Again, I know I can be guilty of it as well. Eating out is, 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 it can be a, a, a kind of nice social thing for a lot of people. But it's like you really need to be able to cook healthy food in a, in a nice way. You know, you need to you need to upgrade your skill in the kitchen. It's like there's nothing wrong with broccoli, chicken and rice. You know, but plain broccoli, chicken and rice gets born very quickly. Mm. Chicken with a bit with a bit of with a bloody Cajun on it. Broccoli, you know, with some garlic and roast it in the oven. Rice with some, you know, chop up some 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 onions and veggies and peppers and kind of mix it through. Make like stir fry it. You know, it's it's like it's so much different than just having boiled boiled rice, boiled broccoli, boiled fucking. Actually, can we? I think it's important that we make a case for because there is a case to be made for the boiled chicken, the boiled rice, and the the steamed vegetables. But it's, it's about negotiating with yourself and ask yourself, can I stick to this? Are you, yeah. one, of, are you one of them people that can just suck it up and just eat it? Like sometimes when I get in the, in the certain mindset, I'm like, I literally couldn't care for care about flavor. I'm like, I'll just eat it. To, like, yeah. I feel satisfied, I feel full. Know that it's going to help me hit my goals. Know that I'm feel full myself at work, and I'm happy enough with that. Sometimes, yeah. other times, I want something with a little bit of flavor. Yeah. You know what I mean? The key is sometimes you can't do that forever. Remember, I, I think the, the bodybuilder diet that was on the internet, or whatever, is like, oh, for lunch I'll have. No, you man. Have fish. fish and your rice cake. <laughs> fish and rice cake. And then for dinner, I'll have. Yeah, it works for him, but, but again, we're talking about general population. Yeah, yeah. Number one, he didn't seem excited about it, but I'm sure he probably hit his goals if if he stuck to that. Yeah. You know I mean, but the main thing is that it's quite like the way he even said it. He sounded like he was bored with it, which yeah, is like yeah. fair enough. Um, but I had a consultation today. I'm not going to name any names or anything like that there. But one of the problems is she was like, "I'm just sick of chicken. Mm. I'm Don't just eat sick. I'm just sick of chicken." And it, I was like, hey, "How are you cooking it?" She's looking at George Foreman. And I was like, if you want the worst way to cook chicken, like in a, as a whole chicken breast, cook on a George Foreman. No, no. Actually, no. to be fair, I Wait, love a George Foreman. Just no, season no, no, no. it. I love, I love a George Foreman as well. But the problem that arises, again, the problem that arises, she attests to this, is when you cook it, it overcooks you know, the outsides before the inside is, is cooked. Do you get me? Oh, I, I live. I like off, it. It I makes me feel like me and a chicken burger. But again, if you leave, if you overcook it, there's basically the main the main issue. Do you get me? You have to get it right. And this this lady is conscious of it being raw in the middle as well. Yeah, so okay, okay. again, and she's getting and it's chewy and all that sort of crap. Do you know, like so you're, you're, they're eating around bits of it. Yeah, all I sort cut, of crap. I cut it in half for so Well, yeah, exactly. That's number one. You want it to. I like to roll. You can the, you can roll it out either. Exactly. Again, perfect. Absolutely perfect with me. Whole chicken breast. So you put it on a thing. If, if both of you want to try it today, again, it won't be the most appetizing chicken breast you've ever yeah, had. Yeah, if you're yeah. having that every single day, again, it's really, it's it's. Different. I have like five or six spices that I put on chicken whenever I make it. Just literally just anything in the kitchen, just throw it on the chicken. Well, here is here is the the. That's really sorry, nice sorry, the reason I like, I was just saying like no, boiled chicken is way worse than George Foreman chicken. Yeah, oh, definitely. Boiled chicken. Like I think I generally think even just looking, not naming names again, obviously looking in the kicks in our Kickstarter group, which is our kind of group where everybody posts their meals. I think there's definitely direct correlation between the nice, the nice, tasty looking meals and the oh, and the not taste of meals and results. Yeah, definitely. And people yeah. don't know about people's attitude towards the diet plan. It's like it can be. It's it's a whole thing. It's like. Like I said, just take the chicken, the broccoli, and the rice. It can be you can make that a hundred different ways. If you choose to make boiled broccoli, chicken, and rice, that's one experience. But if you choose to put in a little bit of effort, it's a completely different experience. But this exact same foods. It amazes me how well some people can make, how good some people can make healthy dishes look. Oh man! But and then, that's the feeling. That's my point. The, the underlying issue is your skill level in the kitchen. Oh yeah, understanding also, of 
of of of, of spices and you know how to can you can you can you bake food? Can you stir fry? Can you grill? Do you, do you, do you can you can you utilize the the different pieces of equipment that you have in your kitchen? Mm. It equally amazes me how bad people can make up food. Yeah, food yeah. Like great <laughs> my plate. Yeah, that's actually an extremely popular Facebook page. I feel, I feel like when they send them to members group, just like create my plate, just pull out all the old things. Or when they send them into, do you ever see them like send them into like tweet them to Gordon yeah, Ramsay yeah. or something? And he may, he says something. He comments on it. Oh man, it's fucking raw. <laughs> uh, but the, one of the one of the cool ways to make chicken to make it really, really nice is and one of the best investments you can do for Slow meal prep. Huh? Slow cook. Yes. Chicken. Oh yeah. How'd you? Yeah. Exactly. You're gonna say it. Slow cooker, man. It's, you, the, it's one of the best things ever. You just tr- literally throw everything in, and then come back when you're done work, and it's done. Mm. And you're like, and it's not always done, but it's cooked like oh, unbelievably. Yeah. It's, it's so really soft. Nice. You can rip it. Well, the, the, the suggestion I made was that like instead of cooking it on the George Foreman, the big thick thing, I did say cut it in half as well. Um, but it was like cooking it in a slow cooker. She said she had a slow cooker and you just tear it apart with some forks and then you try to chicken. Yeah. Jamie, and then put your spice on or do it during it, whatever it is. And you have like lovely chicken, some hot sauce, but a hot, hot sauce, Frank hot sauce. Yeah, yeah. No, really good. So my, my kind of key advice for for the kitchen is like master each individual um, what, 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 what utensil, not a utensil. What's it, like piece Method of equipment? Of yeah. So it's like, but like using using one I find is the easiest for me. So it's like if I'm doing like say I'll just pick the George Foreman. I'll cook my entire meal just using the George Foreman. I will mm-hmm. use like say a stir like say uh, a, a pan or a wok. I cook the entire meal using that one piece of equipment. I feel like people it gets very complicated very quickly. People went to grill this and bake that and fry this and I always mm-hmm. find say again use the slow slow cooker. Put everything in the slow cooker. One meal, one piece of equipment, one tray bake. Put your veggies, put your meat, put it all on the on the tray. Put it in the oven. One tray bake, yeah. one piece of equipment. Easy. Same with a stir fry. Put it all in the all in the in the in the pan. Same with the with the George Foreman. You know, grill. Have the chicken and grill your asparagus and your tomatoes or your mushrooms all in the same. Keep keep it keep it simple. Keep it simple, but not. Um, the the next piece of advice there with let's say meal prep and stuff like that that I would recommend is that just buy containers and make more than one dinner. Like when you're doing it, it's make it the exact same way. But just make three times as much, yeah. and then portion it out, mm-hmm. and then you, it's like you're done for three days. Because that's one of the one of the the comments on that is portion control. Because when you portion control, you also calorie control, and that is obviously different to every every individual, depending on your you know your your age, your, your sex, your height, your goals, you know your activity level day to day. Yeah, so there's so many so many different factors, but for you, and that's kind of why it can be useful to work with a coach. Um, so it can give you appropriate um, targets. The next one, guys, is is hydration. Obviously, um, you know, pretty kind of pretty obvious one, but something that a lot of people struggle with: not getting enough water, two to three liters of water per day. Um, there is a recommendation per kilo body weight. I just can't think of it off the top of my head. Two to three, in that range of two to three liters of water per day should keep you keep you golden. The old speaking of golden, the old pee rule yeah. it can can be useful if your if your pee looks kind of very very orange or yellow and it kind of has a strong smell. Dark. De- if it's dark, you're dehydrated. Your pee should be relatively clear and light. Like exactly. Should be like a I don't it isn't it, it shouldn't be clear clear. It should be like a very light yellow. Yeah, light 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 and dark is probably the best way to, yeah, to describe. Yeah, yeah. It. Um, so that's kind of just something to kind of adjust it to, red, to yourself. Your doc. Yeah. <laughs> if it's red and burns, <laughs> you're in you've done something wrong. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so again, so no need to, but again, just to emphasize, like water does, does, does so, so many so many things that can, um, a lot of the time when you think you're hungry, you're only thirsty. Um, that yeah, is something it to helps me. appetite, absolutely. 
drinking, you know, having a, having a glass of water every meal is very important. It helps the tummy works off, works off stretch receptors, so just kind of filling your filling your tummy with liquids or liquids in combination with with, with food. Food works well. Um, a hydrated body does everything better. It's going to burn fat better. It's going to perform better, especially in terms of performance. You know, it's, it's, even if you're very slightly dehydrated, it can affect mm-hmm. it performs up to 10, 15 percent. I think for, for like for like a, oh, a, no. a less than five percent. Uh, I know. I remember. They, I remember looking at it being like that can't be right. Um, but it, pro- it, pro- it probably is. Um, in the precision nutrition course, it was like it gave dropped in like two percent. You lose two percent hydration. It's like ten percent drop in performance. Yeah, so it's big. And it's like, and, but it's like you lose like ten percent, and it's like you're risking like I don't I don't know what the actual numbers are off the top of my head, but it's it, it they're they were way, really small. Like I told him like fifty percent or forty yeah. like or forty percent or something like that. But it's like the the drop in hydration was really really small, and the effects were really really bad. bad yeah, and that's uh, a lot of people don't know how this thing this concept of like people don't know how good they're supposed to feel. You know, so people are going around kind of with brain fog or headaches and all headaches as well strongly linked with, with hydration um, you know so it's just so important that we, we kind of get ourselves up to this baseline so we can see what we're, how we're supposed to feel and then we'll start to notice the problem is people are just going around at 70% and they've always been 70% so they don't know how good they could feel if they just got their diet right if they got their sleep right if they got their hydration right if they exercise for 30 minutes a day these simple things that like even like talking to Jonathan this morning, like, Jace, you really miss it when you don't get your work in your like your mental state, everyone's off, everyone's yeah. everyone's different. So it's like really giving your, giving yourself the opportunity to live your best life and to be the best version of yourself by incorporating these simple simple habits into your into your day-to-day life. So hydration solves the problem. I don't drink uh, two liters of water a day, Stephen. What do I do? How can I how can I improve that? But first thing look at, yeah, so first off, look at it, it's like it does, doesn't necessarily have to be water. If you're just one of these people that's just not gonna drink water. Again, I, I don't would, mind it. It's just it's a bit boring. Yeah, so I would go for go for a bit of a, a bit of cordial, you know, sugar-free cordial, you know, mm-hmm. a bit of a bit of orange, a bit of raspberry, a bit of whatever whatever flavor you like is going to be go-to. Um, and then just strategically utilize maybe using one of these bottles, having a little reminder. Um, you know, one of these bottles you have to have a certain amount drank by by a certain time of the day. That's, uh, that's what I was trying to say. Say up for straight away. Uh, like having a bottle with you handy. And it's like because people have the default habit. If your phone's there, it's like they'll fucking they'll yeah, pick yeah. it up, they'll pick it up, they'll pick it up. Pick I it definitely up. found if I've had like a big bottle of water, I'm just I'm tipping away at it for it the all, sake of it all the time, just for like people are really Don't fidgety. Mini, mini cha- you're mini looking challenge. for something to do. Your hands are always moving, so your water's just there. You're gonna just constantly go for it for for next rest of the podcast. Just place your hands. I can't. I'd can't. <laughs> be able to do it for about I wish a minute. You want to not do that? If you ever watch the podcast <laughs> and the video, if you ever watch my YouTube videos, I'm hands everywhere. <laughs> <laughs> But uh, I think the easiest way to solve that is to go into a home store more, go online, go wherever you want, buy a two liter or 2.2 liter bottle of water, carry it with you, and loads of them have little clips and all that as you can clip it to your bag. But the main thing is like, I like literally, if you struggle with it, it's like decide for the rest of the day that you're gonna carry this bottle of water. And don't, but at the same time, I feel like it's one another one of these habits that is so overlooked. It's like, that's not gonna change anything. It's like, but that could be one of, of them. So your body's eighty percent water. If you think it's not gonna change anything, you're crazy. Uh, yeah. Anyone else? Anyone notice how crap you feel when you're dehydrated? Yes. So you wake you wake up in the morning, or you, ha- you, you already you have, have a headache. You, you didn't drink anything. You didn't have anything like before. Your mouth was all like, oh, you're like you have no it. energy. Uh, you have nothing. Then all of a sudden, it's like go down, grab a glass of water. Okay, wait like two minutes, three minutes, and be like. You'll feel like you're you're awake again. And but the problem is people don't equate people don't um, equate them issues or them feelings with dehydration. Yeah. They equate them with other things. It's like, yeah. I mean, well, focus, clarity. Uh, like, there's so many different things that hydration helps. That 
It would like especially it, brain function. Yeah. Brain function and then every every chemical reaction in your body takes place in water. Water is the medium for all, all metabolic reactions in your body. So it's just very important that we you Did you ever wake up in the morning and have like a like a bit a pint glass of water and you literally when you down it you literally almost feel your whole body go oh yeah. we're away. That's what I do. Yeah, I get, yeah. I get, I get, that's one of my one of my new habits in my, my, my daily routine, like in my perfect day is starting my day with water or hydrating myself before I go to something like coffee, coffee. or no, alcohol. I feel like it almost hurts your stomach because it turns your stomach on. Because yeah. you, you get all your stomach so all of a sudden it's like, oh god, I was groggy there when I'm yeah. away. <laughs> Yeah, well, I like first thing, first thing in the morning. What I do is I start off the Joe the sun salutations, and I start off just with Joe. Remember, Dad used to just yeah, and he just starts moving. Is this the best like low barrier entry to it? Like, cause you're like, oh, why not? Yeah, oh, just sort of pretty do. Yeah, do really just do a little bit of movement, and then all of a sudden you're doing it. Yeah. I so do an unhealthy thing. I wake up, pull my arms back, and crack my sternum. That's <laughs> probably the worst thing you could do. Oh man, we'll go into chiropractic. Haven't said that just on the water again. I, I saw a, a, a fella on Instagram, I saw him say this, like, at some point you just have to grow up and drink your water and eat your vegetables. That's so true, honestly. I'd be super sure <laughs> that I don't like vegetables. Oh man! It's like, come on. Get it's like, it, at some it, point, it's like, you're not a kid anymore, this is going to keep you alive, just fucking do it. But, but, you have to start where people are at as well. Yeah, I know, I know. Like, I, 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 and but, it, again. It, but, no, but, but it's just, it's such a broad statement. I don't like vegetables. It's like, all right, so How many you, have you had? So you don't like potatoes? Oh, you know, I like potatoes. All right. Okay. Did I, it's like, oh, do you, you don't like lettuce? Oh, I like, that's a fucking vegetable. It's like, there's literally hundreds of vegetables. It's like, you can't just broadly state, I don't like vegetables. Mm. You know what I mean? It's like, and then it's like, all right, I don't like broccoli. But it's like, all right, do you like, do you like oven roasted broccoli? Do you like stir fried broccoli? Do you like broccoli with, with a bit of chili and garlic? Do you like, like broccoli rice? And then on yeah, top of that, it's like, do, do you, like, one of like the problem was your mom was a bad cook. There I said it. Your oh. mom was a bad cook and she gave you shitty broccoli, boiled in the fucking, boiled in the pot. Triggered. And that's why you don't fucking like broccoli, but like vegetables. To be fair, broccoli. Wait, they, no, I tell you what, I'm going to, I agree with you, but I'm going to make a strong, strong case for them, okay? So, a. Uh, if you are used to sugary, snacky foods and all that jazz, and you're used to that spike in insulin and all that jazz, and the, and the crunch and the you know, all that crack, then you go to regular vegetables. It's like that aren't uh, en- like engineered to be as palatable as possible. It's like you're going to feel a little bit meh. And I think that's the thing that people don't like. I don't people, think it's people, that they don't actually trying, like them. People are trying to derive too much pleasure from their food. Mm. Like mm. every, like so many people when you speak to them, it's like literally, it's like food is the highlight of the day. Which it's is, like you should have something else that is the highlight of your day. Every meal should not be, maybe one, maybe your dinner, but it's like every meal should not be this little fucking, there should not be so much, so much expectation around your meals to be this, this hyper palatable, hyper pleasurable, pleasurable experience all the time. In, in, what is it, not a diet book, uh, your man James Smith, he talks about it. He goes and he's like, he feels, he says something along the lines like he feels bad for people that, that not even that he feels, he empathizes with them. It's like, that if like one of the best things in their day is about, is their food. He's yeah. like, it's like, am I, like that's a, it's a sad, sad situation day. to be in, and if you don't recognize it as sad, it's like you're probably a foodie. And yeah. if you're a foodie, well, it's like it's a sad. Yeah, but it's that whole thing. It's like if it, if it's is it serving you? Yeah, is it serving you? Or do you look the way you want to look and feel? You want to feel fine. Be a foodie. Like foodies yeah. are great. Foodies are cool. I know lots of. No, I was only really joking. But, was really but again, but a foodie in my mind is someone who you know. Like a foodie will never say I don't like vegetables because yeah, yeah. they're a foodie. Yeah, you, know I mean? you exactly. can't be a foodie not like fucking eighty percent. They're probably eating all those Emmental cheese and bloody. Yeah, you know. exactly. You know what I mean? So it's just it's like, is it is it serving you? You know, what I mean? a, just, a good tip for eating your vegetables is let's just say you have your plate, you have your protein, you have your carbs, which is rice, potatoes, whatever, and you have your vegetables. I like to use 
my the carbs. nice stuff to eat the bad stuff. No, I, I, well, that, that, that <laughs> is why I do the same. It's like I mix no, it in with it as much as I can. No, when I have the vegetables there, I go, all right, I'm going to reward myself with the protein and the carbs once I get through the vegetables. So it's like, all right, I'm going to eat these. Obviously, I don't like them. They're not the best. But once I finish them, it's like, I, 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 get, a, I get a weird sense of sense of, of accomplishment when I eat my veggies. I'm like, I'll eat them first and I'll get them out of the way just because I'm going to want them. That's what I mean. It's like, all right, the good stuff's coming. I just got to work a little bit first. Uh, I'm going yeah. to give the hippie case for this, okay? And I had a weird experience one night um, where I bought um, lettuce leaves in, I think it was Centra or somewhere out there. Not lettuce leaves, salad, like mixed salad in a bag. And I was lo- looking at them actually, I was like, because just to check, they're super, super low calories and all that. But on the back, it gave like not not just a flavor profile, but like a texture profile and like a wee description of each of the individual things and what you're supposed to taste while you're doing it. And that I ate the I ate like half the packet like on its own, just experimenting with the different things. And it was like you all freak. the different. Uh, yeah, I know it sounds weird, but when you if you, if you read it on the back of what you're supposed to do, it's like, oh, this one has a sharp bite crunch to it blah 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 yeah. or whatever you're like oh this one's soft and it gives way to this sort of thing you're like oh a second if you combine these two with these ones it gives you this sort of experience you're like that's interesting yeah. like, how the hell you journey with a salad bag <laughs> yeah but, it, it, but like it's like it just it changes it, the mindless eating thing into a mindful eating thing yeah and that's what you're looking for exactly. it turns from say. food to it turns like eating experience. salad something you don't want into a weird experience and you're like that before that I was completely ignorant. You're just chomping it down, just get rid of it. Whereas yeah. now you're actually tasting it. And, and it, was, it wasn't a bad experience. Like when you notice things as an experience, like as in just a sensation or whatever it is, them. you're not judging it as like good or bad. There was nothing bad about it. Again, there was some of it. I was like, it gave me like a weird reaction. I was like, mm, I don't know if it, like it's very, it was very tardy or I don't know how to describe it. But uh, if I read the packet, I would. <laughs> but like it, it had a weird thing, but it wasn't like. If I was trying to be like, oh, I don't like that, I would have been like, oh, I don't like that. But yeah. because I was judging in a different way, it made me cha- change the perception of how you actually uh, taste it. If that, yeah, does that yeah, make sense? Makes big, big thing. And again, another one, just overlook thing is this whole concept of mindful eating. And that's something I know personally I could definitely benefit from. <laughs> Steve, um, Steve just, just well, who, who finishes dinner first anywhere you go? Steve. Yeah, Steven, Steven is the first to finish. You're... Uh, it's like a, there's a competition, and if you don't finish yours first, someone else is going to eat your food yeah. for you. Gen- no, but genuinely, genuinely, um, the kind of it's really is this, this whole mindset shift, and I think a lot of people will 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 will, uh, will kind of resonate with it, and especially people who are kind of like me and kind of maybe kind of binge eating in the past, this kind of stuff. It's like this whole concept of like, what is the goal of the meal? For me, the goal subconsciously, the goal of the meal is to get stuffed. It's like mm. you're not satisfied until you till you feel not just not satisfied not full but proper stuff and you have to sit back and oh. go oh that was lovely you know, <laughs> yeah yeah that's kind, that, is, that is the subconscious goal per meal for so many people and that is why the portion control is just out the window mm-hmm. and then that's why you're so much more likely to go to go backwards or to rebound with your, with your weight loss goals because it's like you're sitting down with a dominoes and one or two slices isn't enough it's yeah. like like the difference between, but it's like the difference between two slices and four slices is literally a 100% increase in calories or double the calories. So you can go from maybe 2,000 calories to 4,000 calories. Ah. And then you mix it up and then you go from your, your savory to the sweet, then you add an ice cream. And then you go back to the savory. You know what I mean? So it's like you literally can eat, I know I could, you know, five, six. That's, that's the technique that, and, that food, foodie eaters do. Like food ever, yeah, yeah. They, they, they would, there's, there's actually eat 23 ch- minutes just before your stomach's like, oh, fuck, what's going on here? No, Maybe no, even at, yeah, yeah. So, so there's, 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 
speed, but then there's also um, like a different palette profile. I remember yeah, looking yeah. at this just being like, the dessert, your dessert belly. yeah, exactly. Well, it's, it's not that it's been proven that that's like a real thing, but it's not literally Definitely a real thing. True. But if you if you have sort of there's different ones that that counteract different ones. So if you if you go from French fries like salty, crispy to ice cream. You can go back and forth until your stomach like nearly explodes. Really well. Yeah, like you could because you switch it back and forth. Like the the sweet um, makes you crave the salty to counteract the sweet, and the vice versa. And it's That's just like, you can go back and forth, back and forth, back and forth as well as much as you want. The different ones. So like if you see, there's like I remember seeing it on what is it? I forget the name of it. You know the guy who does the food challenges on Sky. Yeah, I know what I know. Man about. versus food. Man versus Adam food. something. Yeah, he's. Do you just, I don't see that's why I don't get. I don't see the weight he's gained. No, it's not. He, it's, yeah, he doesn't do it. He had to give it up. It was too unhealthy. Yeah, yeah. Well, really, yeah. But like in the lead up to those challenges, he would do like two hours jogging every day and eat like a thousand calories for like a week beforehand. Oh, wow, really? And he's still gaining that much weight. Yeah, sure. Be eating like twenty thousand calories. Yeah, fuck. Yeah, fair. But it's like, how long does it take to make an episode? Like, I draw. I don't know. But anyway, we're getting sidetracked. Uh, a good thing, but if you are a sort of person that isn't satisfied until they're stuffed, then eat once a day. Eat all, be the sort of person that fasts for most of the day and yeah, has I, all your calories at once. I find intimate fasting does work well for me because I, get, I can eat bigger, bigger meals. But I'm not sure then, oh, for man. me personally, if that's if that is healthy psychologically. It's exciting. Yeah, it's like am I leaning into what's easy versus am I doing what is going to really help me in the long term which mm-hmm. is mastering mindful eating and slowing down and mm-hmm. you know I mean I'm not sure if it's just kind of something that's going to exacrete the problem I do like it it is a strange I enjoy maybe eating instead it's of just instead of you know five small meals a day I'd rather have two or three big meals mm-hmm. you know what I mean so that kind of do, do, does work well um, but they, there's there's arguments on the motivational like jazz for sort of like the there's the path of least resistance thing it's like let's say you're overweight okay and you need to lose weight fast and it's like that you just need to feel full after you, you after you eat it's like that's the thing that you you're not gonna pass up on it's like that's your strategy go for it yeah. it's a good maybe, start it's, a, it's better than nothing maybe don't have two slightly less full meals you get me but and but like they there is no definition of what the best way of eating is there's none exactly. and it's like, and it's like what works for what's healthy for you okay what it's is it's getting you close to your goals and it's not causing too much hassle between you and your social sort of environment yeah. that's basically what it should do, do you know what I mean? and if, if you eating one big meal of the day at the end of the day like there's nothing saying that you eating five smaller meals a day and not getting those stretch receptors and all that jazz on it it's like it's better than the other one but again because you have a negative let's say association with gorging it's like fair enough but if like if you were back in the day I mean, and you need you only had one meal a day. It's like you gorge as much as you could. Like wolves, bloody. I'm not saying we're wolves or anything like that. But like wolves, really. I think it's like twice their body weight or something like that, and meat in one sitting, not twice. And then you've been to my night for fucking two weeks. Exactly, exactly. But it's like, and that's, and we still have some sort of like that mammalian instinct. Yeah, that's what the the been fasting would say. Like you know, we would have kind of got our big hunt. Mm. At like kings, and then waited until the next hunt. Almost, you know, kind of hunted all morning or the afternoon, even then, kind of have the big meal in the evening, and then. You wouldn't eat again until the next day. You know, mm. there was no unless well, there might have been a little bit of picking the grazing when you're in about. But um, it, it is important to, to just understand it's like it's like what works because you could be wasting so much energy and feeling so guilty about doing that. And it's like that way it works for you and you're enjoying it. It's like yeah. why not just go go with it? Like exactly. the, the our philosophy anyway when we're coaching people is like if it's working, like keep yeah. going. Are you getting the results you want? Yes. Is it healthy? Yes. Keep doing it. Unhealthy, yeah, no. <laughs> <laughs> okay, but, but to begin specific, what is healthy specific to that person? Exactly, what, what you're trying to achieve. 
Um, that's why working with a coach is always better than doing it on your own. Um, next one, guys. So exercise. So again, just the differentiation of again working in. Now we kind of talked about this a little bit already. Um, but the kind of obviously the the, the standard um, for health anyway, uh, according to the WHO, the World Health Organization, is thirty minutes of exercise every single day for an adult. Um, all right. Let's say first off, define exercise. So exercise is any any sort of movement really any any movement again this in theory would consider would would be a walk a 30 minute walk would count yeah so any any sort of movement any sort of sustained movement for 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 30 minutes or more okay so but then uh, on top of that uh, it should also be a goal to improve your vitality so you want to get stronger you want to get faster now if you don't have time to do all that and you don't really want to get stronger you want to get faster like 30 minutes depends a day is a minimum yeah, it depends on what your goal is, but it, that's, your goal is based on what you want. If you don't have an aesthetic goal, then... But I, I think, I think um, now, I'm not, I'm not dissing bodybuilders or anything like, like that there, but I think the number one goal should be performance. That should be the number one goal. I think your ego should be attached to your performance. I think uh, you should want to be able to perform better and become a better, more capable person uh, in terms of... Yeah. Physical movement. So and it says right here in our logo, boys, we've got fat loss and performance. Much mm-hmm. more interested in, in performance than aesthetics. But again, the key is, is like, be honest with yourself. And it's, it's okay to be vain. Yeah. It's okay to be vain as well. It's do okay. What, do what motivates you. It's I, okay yeah, to not more, to be vain as well. I would be more exactly. motivated by performance. And but no, but in saying that as well, it's like, if you, like, the, the way I like to say it, or the way I like to explain it is that, like, Start perform the way you want to look. Like if you want to look like a boxer, start boxing. I mean, some boxers don't look that good because yeah, they're yeah. Mickey Rourke or something. Tony like Bellew. <laughs> yeah, but it's like, but it's like if you um, if you like you want to look like a sprinter, show start sprinting. If you want to look like a power lifter, start power. If you want to look like a bodybuilder, start bodybuilding. And mm-hmm. just to interject on that, just to bring it back to the previous point about the about the doubles and stuff as well. It's like that whole thing is like the, this this program as well complements. Um, sport specific training nicely so it means you can kind of get your your kind of your, your bit of kind of strength and and and, and high intensity interval training done and then you can go then maybe to to, to your to your ga yeah, for your, for your, your sport your sport specific skills or and then you can maybe spend that extra time maybe doing that doing that 5k run or the the whatever whatever it is maybe it's rugby training whatever well, i think it, i think it's important and I, I love the beauty of that is i just love playing games i think games are the best but like this i love doing five aside love tag rugby hmm. you know playful being being playful is key oh man play i think we should do a whole podcast and play like a one hour a one hour workout session compared to a one hour playing football the difficulty level is astronomical yeah. no, but, no, but, the over, but the overall calorie burn and effort level is, is very similar but yeah. it just doesn't feel like doesn't feel like because you're having spawn we're spawn actually when are we going to get spawn again well spawn feels like a million years in one minute Oh, I don't me. know. I don't know. It depends. I think it depends on the intensity. Because yeah, well, like, yeah if course. there's if there's let's say because you're you're using you're sparring. yeah, you, I don't think you've had proper sparring experience yet. So yeah, I mean, I'm not to lord over you or anything like that, but like a proper sparring experience, you know, there's four people in the ring, you know, and then two people are going at a time. And you swap one in, swap one out. Like you yeah, get a good amount of rest, though. but your your metabolism is still elevated because you're recovering like mad. Yeah. And then it's like then you're going back in, and it's like you spend like 45 minutes sparring. Do you get me? Like just for like eight rounds. Does that make make sense to you? Like treat treat or treat spar, but again, sparring somebody who's at the same level is always going to be. Even it would it depends. So like even at that, like I know one of the things like people are like, oh, sure, I can't, can't get, I can't get the intensity up. We're talking about playfulness, though. Be even at that playfulness. So like, if someone's punching in the head, it's in the face repeatedly. It's not oh, really sorry. Way. Yeah, I thought you meant the other way. Sorry. I mean, uh, someone that's like even level that's used are kind of just on the edge of each other's comfort zone. It's fun. It's a bit of give and take. If you're just fucking taking and taking and taking. And yeah, taking, but it, it, in boxing, okay. See, one of the things that I think there's a, a morality to playing games, and uh, from Jordan Peterson, knowledge as I've been looking into it and all that sort of stuff, and it's like you want to win. Like if you know it's already established that you're way better than them. 
It's like it's minimal necessary force. Yeah. Do you get me? And it's like a cool thing in jiu-jitsu that I learned is that like see if you're a blue belt or a purple belt or whatever it is and you're all white belts, it's like you destroy the white belt, but like in a controlled sort of manner and you teach him while you're doing it. It's like and you, you don't like hurt them or you don't discourage them. Do you get me? It's like a, a learning process. You handicap, and, you handicap yourself. Yeah, yeah. And it's, and like, it's you, like you're you, trying difficult things that you're not yeah. used to trying, you use it and they'll try really hard against it and all that stuff. But it's like like they there's no like if I was going against someone who's never boxed before, and right, I got there, it's like I'm not going to fight them. And I, I had an experience there They're last lose lose situation. Yeah, just yeah. Beat the shit out. Of them. Well, I had an experience last year where I'm not going to name names, but I was sparring in the ring with uh, people back in the club, and um, I had situations like, oh no, we're just doing touch sparring, so it's just light, whatever it is. And there was one guy, and uh, just full of emotion, full of intensity against this sort of like, and this guy was was a man, and the other guy was a teenager again, sharp teenager, boxing all just but again, teenager like 14, 15, sort of sort of young, and they just. The, the kid would, would have been let's say better skilled but your man was bigger and stronger yeah, and all that sort of crack and, yeah, like, and, he, and yeah and it just brought this intensity I don't know if it was a bad day or what it was but this intensity to the thing where it was like clipping him and then it's like I was, we were rotating and I was sparring as well, all that jazz and I was like I kept saying oh, this is playful we're, we're practicing skills here we're, we're, we're making mistakes and we're learning we're not trying to punish people and give them <laughs> concussions <laughs> Do you get me? But it's like, and when you see the gap in skill, it's like hopefully, and I actually don't know how if I've had this experience yet, where you, know, you meet someone who's way better than you and just play it in boxing. I don't think that's a thing in boxing. In jujitsu, do you know it's there? What do you, what do you mean there? So like, let's say, Joe, you know, I'm let's say so I, I have an experience. Yeah, it's like I, I don't think I've, I haven't had the experience where Lomachenko has taken it easy. Do you get me? Yeah, it's like because because you're fighting because you've only had that experience in a fight. Exactly. Really, and then exactly. The shit out of you. Exactly. <laughs> a, but in, even in sparring, like when clubs come down. Do you know, it's like the clubs come down, all the other people are watching, it's like they're looking to show off in front of everyone. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They're not looking, they're lo- like, it's a different sort of mentality with boxing. It's much more vicious or something like that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But it's like, it, again, I don't blame them because maybe they don't know how to play properly. But when you play well, maybe it. Maybe not only that, maybe just the rules, the rules aren't set out like that at the start. Well, I've made it explicitly clear. No, 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 they're not in that one particular oh, okay, case. I'm saying maybe when you're smarter clubs, it's like, yeah, everyone's trying to, trying to do their best. Yeah, exactly. And, but. It, the thing with boxing as well, it was like if you half-ass something, like it doesn't really work some, sometimes. Like I remember learning, when you're really, really young, you learn to jab. It's like, oh, jab, you got to throw it out straight, you really got to line. It's like you do it, it's like it never works. Un- until the moment where it clicks and you're like, boom, and then you're like, yeah, yeah. and it, it won't work if you throw it slow. Do you get me? It will not work, it won't land. Yeah. Exactly. And then and not only that, you'll get countered and punished. Do you yeah. get me? With pain, like actual <laughs> pain or bloody nose, or you won't question if your nose is yeah. wonky after. Like, or you're seeing stars like it's it's it is different in boxing, but it is important like minimal necessary force. I don't know how we got onto that tangent. Well, we're talking about kind of exercise and playing, and it doesn't exercise doesn't necessarily have to mean mean um, and we got high and and intensity and spawn and trying to be a more playful and sport specific. But how about let, remember uh, we talked recorded a video of it, but back uh, when you lived in what was the name of Glen? No, I actually watched that video recent recent enough. Yeah, well, it's like we were all spawn at the back. It was like yeah, that was class. Like that's fun. That's light. It's like, but it's also like uh, a little bit of competition. Like the competition changed from not how hard I can hit you to like how many points. I, yeah, yeah, yeah. Can I outskill you here? Can I exactly outskill? Yeah, I'm trying to be a little bit fancier. Oh, I caught you with a little sweet up. So I love touch bar. Now touch bar is the beat. Now there is something we said about muscle memory and like not being able to switch exactly. on your shots. So like you do need real sparring. You absolutely need real sparring. You need hard sparring as well for that mental toughness. And the dig deep and all that sort of crack. Because without that, it's well, like, so but it's you. You train yourself. If you train, if you get in the habit of doing things slow, you, know, you, you do things slow. You yeah, need to do yeah. things fast. You, know, you need the way you drill it is the way you fall exactly. back. So no, was the practice doesn't make perfect. Perfect practice makes perfect. Yeah, and if you're half-assing things in training, you're half-assing things. In, 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 play in, in, time in, is yeah. used for experimenting. 
that's what it, like it's used for experimenting and learning different things. Sorry, now we're leaving you out here. <laughs> yeah, what so sports have you experimented? Football. Yeah. Football. Yeah, I can't attest to anything in football. I generally yeah, I love, say I, I love, love team sports. Fucking love football. I love team sports. Just compared to boxing, it's, just it's fine. It's fine. Okay. My uh, my big thing about uh, football is just injuries. I just like That's I would much rather fight than play football in terms of like being safe. <laughs> my writing guys, but I just think it's just more so like like each person needs to be. You know, it's like what being fighting fit. Like it's like you know how like what is a five side game? Everything gonna gonna is that your is that your level? No, not saying you particularly, but it's like you know is that your level? Like you can't play a five side game without getting injured. It's like it's not the game. It's you. There's, you know what I mean? I to like I agree a hundred percent with a certain to a hundred. No, I don't agree. 100%. I agree to a certain extent. Yeah. Um, because there is like two. I do agree that you can make yourself more or less injury prone by being mobile and all sort of stuff. Absolutely. But then there's also like if you look at any. This is my. I'm ignorant to football and all but I have seen loads of Sunday league videos on Facebook, and it's like. That's not where you want to be at because they don't care. Like they, like, when they're going yeah, in slide for exactly. a thing and all that jazz, they don't but care. I think, I think that comes down to the exact same thing with we're talking about with the spawn. You know, and it's like as long as everybody knows that we're here to play, we're not here to two feet tackle each other, we're not here to fucking sweat. You know, it's like we're playing in football with friends. Then the, the ball goes like overhead. Ball. The ball goes overhead, man, and it's one of us is getting it. But it's and like, I'm stronger than you, so I'll push you out of the way to get it. Yeah, I, but all I can say is I like I personally like I rarely get injured. Playing, playing sports. I'm not gonna say anything in case it happens. But you know what I mean? It's like compared, to like I say, like I know, like say we played for a couple of years and there was one serious injury. Yeah, yeah. one very serious injury. Yeah, yeah. but yeah. other than that, it's just a couple of like who got hurt. Well, was Shane and Ferg actually? There's a few uh, more. Yeah, Is forgot about that. No little ones. We yeah, got serious ones here though. Yeah, I know, but there's injuries. Like again. That's true. I believe that, and that's what I'm saying. But again, I'm not, I'm not saying it's 100 percent true for everyone. But I, uh, I know that when I play football, I end up with a lot of nicks and all that jazz and well, all that I, well, that Exactly. And what I would say, would you? I would compare you in that scenario to that guy, to that adult who couldn't, couldn't control it when he was boxing because, because again, it was just more of a lack of experience. I was like, the more you play something, you get to, you just get a feel. For no, it. no. Again, my. My my sense is like not. Have you ever got injured playing football? Yeah, well, I think you also choose your intensity like, level when you play football. Sprain my ankles like four or five times. Just every night you play football. Any time, any time that we're playing football together, do you ever like I you have hurt yourself? Yeah, no, I, not every time, but like any like I've played football to the same extent that like people, kids in the yard yeah, and all that jazz. Again, but I played it from the experience of like I was picked last, I was never good, blah blah. But again, I like I'm not playing in this super competitive sort of way where like I'm injuring myself. Yeah, Do you get me? I'm not. How do you sprain your ankle? By rolling over it. So poor ankle mobility. It, it could be, or it could have been <laughs> I was shouldered off the ball, or like I don't have my feet position right and all that's crack yeah, as well. Yeah. But it's like, I know uh, the guys who got injured, they were a lot better at football than I am, and you know, they, the reason they got injured was not their own fault. Yeah, but also, you uh, choose oh, yeah, what the intensity yeah. level is. If you see someone that's clearly being more aggressive, more intense, you can. I think you I, can, no, you, no, it's your point, choice. My point is the chance is. It, I, and I think I don't know if I'll I think I'll win this debate but I don't want to debate it too much but it's like it's up in the air do you get me like and it's like it can be just a freak thing where you go up for two guys go up for the ball and they crack their heads yeah. together or something like, it's like that's, that's what I wanted to say I wanted to just to what's the word kind of related I think it's just very relatable to just life in general when you go out into the world you you accept the risks you accept the risks of getting hurt it's like you can literally get hurt, get hurt. You know, there's so many people, how many people hurt their backs waking up getting out of bed in the morning and True. life is life is risky that's but it. to be fair if you're playing football and let's just say you have the ball or like you're bo- you're running for the ball and you can see someone that's clearly running to the ball but he, you know that he's running to get you 
Just take a step back. It's fine. I'll get you after. Yeah. The worst, the worst I've ever, I've actually ever injured, injured myself. The time, especially in ankles, is when I was born. You. Yeah, yeah, I remember that. You went over. Fuck, like, it, it was, it was the edge of the ring, though, wasn't it? It was. It was more so because you're so I'm orthodox, and the front, the front legs went over. Went to whatever, whatever it happened. Um, so you know, I think it's just. <laughs> just <laughs> I'm depends. so annoyed because we were actually building up. It was like, oh, we're gonna fucking find this. Yeah, yeah we, were, we were on a good. We were on a good. Was a good run because I'm taking a lot of good sparring. Fine, we'll get. We'll win the Irish this year. Yeah. All right, we're on a tangent here. Let's get this done. Yeah, so brilliant. So that last one, that's exercise. So thirty minutes every day, working in, working out. Again, the intensity doesn't 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 necessarily matter. Just making sure you're dedicating uh, thirty minutes to exercise every day. And what I would uh, strongly recommend to our clients is obviously our, our workout program is a five day program. You should never take time. You should never take days off. You just change the intensity. So on your days off, you don't sit in your bum and do nothing. You just change intensity. You might maybe go for a walk, do some yoga. But every single day, we dedicate thirty minutes to exercise. Mm-hmm. Okay, because again, it's just much. It's just much easier in terms of habits than if you're stopping and starting to say like we take a rest on Wednesday. You do it on Wednesday, and then you just kind of get back in that habit of then Thursday, Friday, Saturday, and oh, you take a day off on Sunday. And then so you just really it's for 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 momentum purposes, it can be can be difficult. Okay, and then so the last one then or the last two of it then is going to be sleeping. So just making sure that we're getting a good solid seven eight hour sleep. Again, another really really kind of uh, useful aspect of your Fitbit. Um, just making sure you get seven eight hour sleep every night. Um, as as Chris you mentioned before the podcast that there, there's a, there's a host of benefits uh, to sleep. Um, not only just for recovery and reducing overall cortisol levels and um, energy levels. You know, if everyone's kind of says, "Oh, what can I do for my energy?" It's like, oh, "How's your sleep?" It's like we just overlook the basic stuff. You know, what are, what's your, how's your hydration? What kind of food are you eating today? And people like, we just always laugh at you. They're always like sleep. It's like, yeah, sleep. Yeah, so <laughs> it's like it's it's pretty obvious. Um, but what were you what were you saying in terms of kind of how your brain processes memories and stuff like that? Yeah, well, like there's different. Fi- I'm I'm not 100 percent sure on the what's on the, the book? details. What is the book? Uh, why we sleep? Uh, Matthew Walker. Why we sleep? Why we it's sleep it's incredible. It's a little bit of a uh, monotonous sort of thing. But it's, not, it's not really. It kind of is. But uh, so much valuable information in it. Like literally teach you how teach you how bad caffeine is for your sleep and all that jazz as well. But um, basically, what is what is his recommendation on caffeine? Do you know? Uh, it's like don't drink it before you go to bed or close to well, bed. So it, it is a half. So the way he says it, it's like. Like you drink coffee in the morning that's about it it's a half life of nine hours is it so it's half of seven to nine hours there are people now he explains this and there's, there are people where caffeine literally doesn't affect them. They, they don't have the receptor for it or whatever I'm not 100% sure in the details again I didn't memorize the bloody book yeah. but I, the takeaway from it was is like caffeine outside of the morning is going to affect your sleep right. like going to sleep and having a good sleep are not the same thing exactly you know I mean? yeah, yeah, yeah. like if you're drinking alcohol do you know I mean for a nightcap or whatever it is that's incredible that's not Good for you. You're going into a state of unconsciousness, not sleep. There's a big difference. Um, Good point. Say that again, Chris. Okay, so you're going. If you drink alcohol to, let's say, pass out or to sleep, you're going into a state of unconsciousness, not sleep. There's a difference. Okay, so you don't want to be unconscious. You want to sleep. So you never you dream are, when you're drunk. Just because your eyes are closed doesn't mean that you're doesn't mean you're getting good good quality sleep. Exactly. Exactly. But in if when you when you sleep, like you do so much organization for your brain in that day, like dreams are basically like situations that have happened during the day or whatever it is and you're playing with different categories of all those things and seeing what clicks and what doesn't click and all that sort of crap like you're basically sorting it out if it's like you've heard the phrase you know I'll sleep on it do you know what I mean it's like you organise your thoughts when you sleep and if you there's not all Irish proverb the best the best two cures for anything is a good laugh and a long sleep there you go there you go that's, that's wisdom, actually, there's, wisdom like that. That. there's wisdom in that there's wisdom in that but again if you want to look into more of it there's loads of stuff on dreams and all that and Carl Jung and all that sort of crap as well but um, the sleep, sleep does uh, basically dr- 
whatever stuff is in your brain, I forget the names of all this sort of stuff, but there's stuff in your brain that basically builds up throughout the day. It's like sort of some sort of calcification sort of thing, whatever it is in it. And uh, it's basically brain waste, okay? And when you sleep, your your lymph nodes are, I think it's that, I'm not, I can't say this 100%. There's there's something that it it fills basically your brain and it like takes all this stuff that's sort of drained out of it and then it drains through. A, your your lymph system or your lymphatic system I think it is maybe it's lymphatic system actually. and it, 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 pure, it gets rid of all the sort of bad stuff and then your brain is fresh the next day if you ever woke up feeling like you, know, you just didn't have a good sleep and you feel that like I can't even describe it but it's like mm, you just feel crap you know, like some sort of heaviness wherever it is and you, you know, your eyes squint a little bit and all that sort of crack your, your body hasn't eliminated the waste from the previous exactly time. and it, that builds up over time like there's a big there's a strong thing between that and dementia and having all that sort of stuff as well so the book explains this in way more detail than I can because I'm stupid and I can't I can't think of it um, but basically like sleep and dementia are really really um, linked uh, so getting a good seat to drain that sort of stuff out so what, what is the book that we recommend so what is the name of it again? Why We Sleep by, by Matthew Walker. Matthew Walker, guys, that is the one for for, for getting your 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 sleep uh, patterns. In as well, if you want, uh, so you want your circadian rhythm as well. If your circadian rhythm is out of whack, it's like you're going to be on mood swings. Uh, you're going to be more irritable. You're going to be more sort of fine motion, fine circadian rhythm. For people that don't uh, oh, Jesus, the the technical definition, uh, I can't really. For simple to for, to to explain, it simply for people, it would just be more so about going up. Um, yeah, that's getting up with the sun and going going down with the sun. Yeah, exactly. Go, waking up with the sun and going to sleep with, with when the sun goes down. So basically, but it's not it's not even that some people are night owls and some people are like that. But it's like having a consistent a uh, sleep wake cycle, a uh, uh, consistency. So again, if you have a shift or if you do shift work, it's like good luck. Again, I wish yeah. we could eliminate if I could eliminate any part of the thing from society. Yeah. We can't. But if, if even uh, your man James Smith brings it up in his book as well, it's like shift work is absolutely awful for your health and yeah. there's going to be there's going to be mass in the future when we do studies and all that jazz on it it's going to show up that it's one of the worst things that you can do for your life and how bad is shift how bad is shift work well, when depends. we say when we say shift work what are we talking so we talking working, from working like nights, nights to days so so if you work drastic. if you work nights if you work nights let's say for like two weeks out of a month and then you get two weeks normal and yeah. then you go two weeks night and then you go two it's like that is it's not only is it really bad for mental health but it's really bad for your actual health yeah. I mean, it does it destroys you and it's like and just when you're done adjusting and you actually join the new sort of cycle it's like and then you're gone again yeah, yeah. Do you know I mean? and then you reset it and you go through the whole experience and it gets worse and worse and worse and worse the more you do it which is bad for you so um, again number one thing is like you need a consistent uh, wake time that's like the thing to set and it it's is, a strongly this stuff is strongly linked with things like depression and anxiety as well yeah yeah 100% 100% or even any any sort of mental disorder that you have it's like if you have if you sleep better it will improve it and then again and sleeping better defined by what the duration of the sleep but also the consistency the, the quality, of the the quality, so I, I can't remember I need to listen to this book again it was, it was last year when I listened to it um, but it's like there's a few I think there's three different types of phases in sleep people think there's two there's like REM and then there's like your normal sleep and then there's another one but um, you need all of three. them all of them they all do different jobs uh, they will do another podcast. We did a podcast already in sleep, but we'll do another one uh, in a while after I oh, listen to that book, book again. This book specifically, yeah. Yeah, and, we'll, and I'll go into more more detail and give you all the information so you don't have to read it or listen to it if you don't want to, or maybe it'll inspire you to, to listen to it and you can get the details yourself because I feel very really bad just spreading yeah. this. And okay, guys, what we're showing about, guys, anybody who does not use Audible yet, I will uh, leave a link in the description. You can get a seven day free trial. 
There's yeah, a one-free trial. There's a one-one free trial, and you get your first book is free as well. So you, you mm-hmm. can literally sign up, get this book for free. Um, I'll see if I can leave a, a link in the. In the actually, it's a, one of the one of the most valuable um, subscriptions I have. I have so I have like three subscriptions right now. I have Google Premium because I hate ads and I hate the way those. Yeah. So, but um, I have also Netflix because everyone is Netflix and actually I'm watching Netflix that much and Audible. Audible, the one that gets the most use is YouTube. After that's Audible, and then it's Netflix. Yeah. But um, Audible is class like the, and it, every month, well, well, I tend to, to go in phases with it, I'm sure you do too, yeah. but since you're subscribed, you get um, a free credit every single month, and then the deals where it's like, you buy three well, credits. Well, it's technically not free, because you're paying more than a 15 euro a month for, for one new book every month, so you can read a book a month for 15 euros. You, you can read more than a book a month doing this, like absolutely, like I've, yeah. there's been phases where I've just gone, I haven't listened to anything else, I haven't watched YouTube, and it's just been audiobooks. But can, as, as, we, as we were talking earlier on about these people that maybe struggle to get their steps in because of all this commute time, it's like turning, turning that dead time into productive time, so the Imagine literally, you, if you drive to Dublin and back, that's two hours a day. You could literally do a book a week easy if you decided to listen to uh, Audible instead of the radio. Or well, if, if it's an hour a day, like, you can do the math. Like, it depends on the book. Like, yeah. There's some books here. Average like, books on average are what are we talking six to twelve hours. No, I can't say. I can't. I think it's, it's, it's I think it's wrong for you to yeah, say. Yeah, 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 give give it an average. But um, there's some books here. Like one of the one of the books I have is Maps of Meaning, and I think that's like like thirty five hours. 40 hours or something like that there it's a really really long dance but yeah. again I listened to it and I didn't get much I got a bit of it in but um, then there's other ones that are like um, The Alchemist which is a nice wee pleasant listen and it's only like 2 hours or something like that 3 hours no, it's more than 3 hours is it? It, so. it it was so nice that it went so quick yeah. um, but then there's other ones that they, they, the usual time I think is something around 8 hours or something like that but anywhere from like 6 to 12 yeah. even after that it was like when people frame it in a way where it's like do you want such a long book it's like you get more content do you have any, yeah. like that and more time to, to listen it's like the whole again from doing the yoga and all that chat like rushing stuff is like how you, is like the if you rush it it's like you're probably not going to enjoy it yeah you any, or not you're not going to enjoy it if you rush it and the reason you're rushing it is because you don't enjoy it and it's like it's slow down chasing its tail exactly boom so guys that one is sleeping and the last one we have just a quick one to finish on is just a little bit of meditation um so we've actually done a little bit of meditation in the session instead of stretching the last couple of while. The feedback has been pretty good. People like it. Of course, they um, like it. At the end of um, the most powerful time to exercise or to meditate, in my opinion and the opinion of many others, yogis especially, is at the end of exercise. Or when the endorphins are all when elevated. The endorphins are elevated. BGJ, it's actually common enough in BGJ as well. Do people meditate yeah, after? Yeah, yeah. And be thankful that you could show up to your session that you didn't get any injuries and all that sort of stuff. BGJ is, it does seem to have a really cool vibe and culture. Oh man, it does. It yeah. does. Um, yeah, so just a little bit of meditation, guys. I strongly recommend, guys, if you haven't ever done it, start small. I always do it to myself as well. Like, I have to meditate, you know, 20 minute meditation, you know, in this kind of six years meditation I do because it's the best, the most productive meditation, you know. But at 20 minutes, just because we're getting up so early, you know, it just not, is not always productive. So, what I'll do is I will give myself five five or 20 minutes. Like, saying that whole thing you said, you get to bed, you do a little bit. It's like, I'll commit to at least five minutes of meditation. Mm. But then, if, if, you know, if I have time, I'll do it. I'll do it. Commit to more. one minute. Yeah. See, here's, here's what will happen commit to one minute. All right, and then do the minute, and you'll feel like, oh, I didn't really get enough of that. And you go, oh, I'll just go a little bit more, a little bit more. And like, so, see, when you meditate properly, I've had times where I've literally meditated for like an hour. I'm not joking. Like, when I was in Thailand, watch as we did all the stuff where it was pretty crazy. But they that was usually hard. silent meditation for that long was really hard for me. It, it just even sitting still, yeah. it's so annoying. I, like, there was one, to, one where we had to um, chant Om, I think it was 108 times, but it was like silently. Do you get me to do it in your head? Oh, so you're going through all the things. Like, mm, 
I don't want to go to home. I, bloody hell, I forget. But basically, do you remember anything? <laughs> hey, I'm very forgetful. My sleep's a bit all over the place at the moment, and uh, I'm a failure. You should listen to this podcast. <laughs> um, no, but the I think it was home. I think it was home. Whereas, like, you just go and all that sort of crap. Again, I know that sounds weird. Anyone who doesn't understand what it's what it's for, but when you do it it's right, about the vibration and the sound. Yeah, and and the intention as well. Like the the intention. What is, it's the sound of everything. And but anyway, meditation is really cool because it lowers your cortisol. You feel refreshed after it. Um, you feel like you've had you're you're a better person. You feel like you can do more stuff. Like if I had a conversation with you, and let's say I've had a stressful morning, and uh, I'm a little bit reactive, and you say something and it just clicks in my head, and like oh. I don't like the sound of that and it's like a change of the whole tone of conversation versus if you've meditated uh, well then you can step back from the little there's a there's a there's a couple of seconds between the stimulus and the response yeah and you can and you can see the response without judging it and when you do that you have better interactions because you it's like oh what, what do i want out of this it's like i don't want to be react like being everyone's so reactive even in this even in this podcast here because we're trying to talk about stuff and we want to have our bit we're to say. To get it all in, in the same period of time and blah, blah, blah. It's like, we want to say it. We want to be the next one to speak. It's like, just sit back, wait, see if you can have pauses between the way you speak. It sounds better. It's more relaxing. There's no rush. A good example is Eckhart Tolle. He's the, he's the annoying. Not that he's annoying. Obviously, he's fucking zen as fuck, but... It's so slow. You just speak so slow. Just edit in the sentence, put it to like 0.25 or something. Yeah, Tolle, if anyone doesn't know, he wrote the book The Power of Now, one of the kind of top mindfulness guys in the world. I have a theory about the way he speaks because I listened to his book on Audible and he reads the book yeah, himself. Yeah, same. And the thing that he, that he does is that he does read it very slowly. But because he reads it very slowly and you're in a rush, it's like what it does is you have two options. You can be like, Affect this, or you can slow down and accept. Again, acceptance of the situation is one of the big things in it that leads to um, less suffering. Again, with yoga, the whole thing is that you be a person who doesn't suffer, and the reason you don't suffer is because you let go of all these sort of things. Like the reason you want to rush through is because you want the information now so you can get the benefits of it later, or in the future, and you can use it for your own power or the ascendance and higher up. But if you accept the way it is, and it's like, oh no, that's just the way it is. Like you have no expectation because you've no expectation, it becomes. Is your butt. It forces you to wait, it forces you to listen and not rush the whole thing. And when you do that, it's like, and you accept, you actually accept and not just say you accept, yeah. you actually accept. It's like, oh, there's no more pressure. Mm. There's no more, you know, there's no rush. So, yeah, it's like, so guys, if anybody is interested in meditation, I strongly recommend the Headspace app. It's probably one of the better ones. It's free, 10 minutes, but I would also recommend, you're going to say it, Chris? Sam Harris. I actually finished all of them there recently. Really, yeah. I, have, I have all the, oh. the daily meditations. And one, of the, one of the beauties about that Sam Harris, uh, what is it called? Waking Up. Waking Sam up. Harris Waking Up app. Really, really good. First 10 sessions are free. And then what he does, it's 15 euro a month after that. But if you email and say you cannot afford it, they will give it to you for free. Yeah, and like I've done it, and I have it for free now, and uh, I feel guilty about it. So now I think I might have to start. That might be one of my other yeah, subscriptions. Yeah, yeah. But only because it's so good. He, it's not only meditation. It's like all like if you're in any way spiritual. Like I know loads of people turn their nose up with all sort of crack. But it goes into like he gets Buddhist monks on. He get he gets all these like neuroscientists, all these pe- all these cool people who are in the realm of mind- mindfulness on podcasts and talks with them and ask them like the the difficult questions that you want someone to ask someone yeah. like that there. And there's no straw man man there's no like oh just trying to jump 
one of the things I noticed when we were doing yoga and all that is that people are very like, you know, if someone says something, you just sort of accept it, and no one wants to throw a rough blow and have a disagreeable person. So I want to poke and ask the questions, but also the situation, you, know, you don't want to look like an ass either. Yeah. Whereas he's like very cordially and all asks them the really hard questions yeah. and to give the best answers. People possible. are so confused with meditation; they're just not sure what it's supposed to, what it's supposed to feel like. You know, what, what, like, are supposed to, am I supposed to be thinking? Am I not supposed to be thinking? Mm. Should I be quiet? Should I be zen? Am I supposed to feel this or that way? But it's all these kind of expectations and judgment. It's literally, like for me, it's 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 a, pra- it's a practice of discipline. It's like, can you just sit there for 5, 10, 15, 20 minutes and breathe? Well, that's that's one of the, that's like the, I don't want to lord over, but that's the, one of the first steps. Mm. So it's like, can you sit still? And it's like, and then it, if that requires a lot of effort, it's like, you got to learn to not make that effort. Like, it should not be a thing where you're like, I'm just gonna sit here and you're in your head and you're thinking it's like the whole thing is to stop trying that expectation and to just experience like I know it sounds so weird when you say just experience the way I think it's like just start noticing different things about what's happening mm. in your body in like sensory do you get me like so how does your breath feel and just experience how your breath feels and that is incredibly relaxing but also if like your mind your mental state and your breath are intrinsically linked so if you're breathing which some people do all the time. It's like that if you're chronically stressed, it's like it's not. It's not that one is the cause of the other. It's that they're linked, and that one will cause the other, and one will. But it's like you can at any point uh, take four deep breaths, breathe out till the end of your breath. It'll trigger something like your vagus nerve. I learned it's like the welfare thing you want to It's like you will feel. So you can do it now. Maybe you don't want to do it now, but take a big breath in. Breathe all the way out. Big breath. Big breath in. Once it's done. Another big breath in. Last one. <laughs> you ruined it for me. <laughs> I, you guys me. But, how do you feel? Better. I said, I, that's instantly why, that's better. As soon as I like, it's like, it's just so, it's just funny how, like, how instantly you can change your state, but we just laugh and just won't get, won't take it seriously. Exactly. Right? Like, like, literally, like, already, I feel like just feel like 10, 15, 15% better. More relaxed. <laughs> uh, four breaths. Yeah, yeah. Again, you have to go to get over the cringe. Like, even at that, like, no one, when, yeah. when I was doing it, it's like, even audibly, audibly, it's going to sound like not great for entertainment, but it's like, try it. Yeah, so if you didn't do it with us there guys we strongly recommend pause it do that thing take the four breaths but again it's full inhales and full exhales yeah complete, so complete exhales empty lungs and it, it trigger, trips something wherever it is and all of a sudden you're like 15-10% more relaxed and then just imagine going into a meeting that you're stressed right and you do that even like again I've done it where like I've been like angry and tired and underslept and you do feel way better yeah. after it's like oh okay it, it might not last the whole time especially with stimulus and all that sort of crap coming in but like for 10 minutes you feel better, you feel you and again, you don't have to do it for just 10 minutes. You can sit there, here's it's gonna sound weird, but you can just sit there, breathe, and feel class. Mm. And just feel just go and feel class. If you feel class most days, it's like that translates to throughout the rest of your day as well. Just sit and feel class for a while. There yeah. you go. That's and my so advice. Like, people, like, if you feel like you need it's like you know, people are like, Oh, it's just never get any peace and quiet. It's like meditate. There is oh, what's the thing? It's like the Western Western meditation or something like that there is basically like people just going to the bathroom for extended periods of time. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It's like they're, they're so stressed to just go sit in the bathroom for 40 minutes. Like. That's actually, yeah, that's a good point. But the problem is to bring the phone with them. Ooh. But again, it's, it's, all, it's experience. Yeah, I'm not saying phones are meditation or anything like that. It's like the actual opposite. But 
you can meditate on what you see in your phone if you want. If you're really mindful. Yeah, exactly. All right, guys, so just to recap on this podcast, um, thanks to everyone who stuck with us this long and listened in. Feel free, to, <laughs> feel free to, to, to comment, make sure you like, subscribe, all that fun stuff. Um, so today's podcast was all on how to live a healthy lifestyle. Um, the key uh, quote of the day is going to be, you'll never change your life until you change something you do daily. The secret of your success is found in your daily routine. Um, so a couple of things that we strongly recommend you incorporate and build habits around and build into your routine are being active. So this is the whole 10 dozen steps a day, this need up 24-7 philosophy. Um, eat a balanced um, portion controlled diet um, depending on how you want to uh, how you want to look uh, and how you want to feel and make sure you're staying hydrated again think about your your pH should be light not dark two to three liters of water per day in that range everyone's a little bit different exercise 30 minutes every single day whether that's working out yeah at a high intensity maybe that's working in just going for a walk doing something something that makes you feel good feels you feels your energy rather than takes energy and um, sleeping seven eight hours per night with a good um with consistency or with a good routine, trying to get to bed around about the same time every day, trying to get up around about the same time every, every day. Um, and then finally just meditating, being a little more mindful, being a little more present, learning how to breathe, um, I think is, is one of the key takeaways, guys. Yeah, so if anybody has any questions on that or if anything you want us to discuss in future podcasts, feel free to leave it in the comments below or get in touch with one of myself and the guys on Facebook or Instagram. Uh, one more point, you already know all this crack, uh, just get it done. All right, we're reminding you. Yeah. yeah, just so you Our philosophy for the podcast, as we kind of talked about before we started, is people don't need to be educated as much as they need to be reminded. That's why we kind of we drill in on these four or five things. And if you hammer home on these, these are the key actions and behaviors that drive the results. So if you want to make that change, you want to live a healthy lifestyle, these are the things, in our professional opinion, they're going to help you move the needle and get the best bang for your buck in terms of um, habits and time spent doing things. This is not for your professional athlete who has already have all this stuff sorted out. And even if you are and you don't have all this sorted out, it's like you can improve your performance by checking all these Exactly. Boxes. Someone trying to live a healthy lifestyle and how an athlete is going to train and perform are completely different. This is general advice for the general And population. don't go thinking you're an athlete just because they... Uh, you do meditation. At the end of the day, it's just advice. <laughs> What's that from? Dodge Trends. Remember that? You do whatever the you want to do. Yeah, all right, guys, listen, we're going to leave it out there. I think we're around about an hour. Um, let us know, guys. We're going to keep this podcast going every single week. If you're enjoying it, make sure to like, comment, subscribe, uh, and let us know if you have any ideas for future podcasts. And on that note, we will see you in the next one. Peace. Peace. Also, we the Dodge Trends. FF underscore and Albert. Fighting double underscore fit and. You can find me and see this profile. <laughs> I'm not going to do a shameless plug. <laughs> Alright, guys, see you in the next one. Bye bye. Bye.